0: The Frank, take everybody. Uh, it is Alec and I. We are back on the show here, uh, recording on a Thursday actually. Um, little schedule change there. Uh, this should still be released on Friday. Um, if you're listening to it then, so we're gonna um, break down a lot. We got our Cowboys and Seahawks weekly recap, and then we'll talk over uh, the rookie quarterbacks and what we've seen from them so far. Have our opinions changed? Um, are we still confident in the quarterbacks that they can become? And then we'll break down our six games of the week, bet against the spread, um, all that good stuff. So, one announcement for the Frank Take before we start: uh, we do have a Twitter now. Um, it is at the Frank Take. Very simple. Uh, just be tweeting out uh, live updates, live reactions to games. Just a little, um, just a little more zoomed in. So, uh, go ahead and follow that if you have a Twitter. Um, getting started Alec we 'll actually start with the Seahawks game, so Seattle thirty to seventeen loss in Minnesota on Sunday. Um, what were your thoughts on that one i can 't imagine they're they 're super positive no they 're not um, frustrating that 's the first word that comes to mind. You know it was it was another
1: uh, another blown lead. We were up seventeen to seven in this game, and then the Vikings took the last twenty three points of the game, and we didn 't score in the second half couldn 't move the ball. And defensively, we cannot make a stop to save our life. Um, You know, I think one of the things that I noticed, and honestly, one of the things that maybe frustrated me the most watching that game, um, you know, the corners, you know, Trey Flowers and DJ Reed have been getting just torched all week by fans and just saying how bad the corners are. You know, you know, what's funny is that the Vikings have great receivers. I mean, Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson are terrific route runners. and They're going to get open on anyone in this league. and. I'm not excusing DJ Reed and Trey Flowers play. They were not they were not good. But I, I have a real problem with what I've seen from the pass rush these last couple games. You know, we we did a lot of work over the offseason. You know, we brought Carlos Dunlap back, um, Carrie Hyder, uh, Benson Mayoa, uh, you know, Daryl Taylor coming in. I mean, we just have we've got we've tried to reload that pass rush and really give you know, be able to throw a lot of bodies at you and like make, you know, make some things happen in the pass rush. We haven't been able to get generate any pressure. I mean, Kirk Cousins had a clean pocket. He was hit three times in this game. I, I believe, I mean, he just, he was standing back there and picking us apart and Kirk Cousins has the weapons where he'll, he'll pick you apart. And especially when we're sitting in a, in a deep zone coverage, I mean, the Vikings didn't hit really any explosive big plays over the top, but they didn't have to, I mean, it was just all these short and intermediate routes that were pretty, you know, they were just underneath the zone coverage that were just easy to complete, and there was no there was no contest, and that that was really frustrating, and just the lack of adjustments as well in the second half that was really noticeable. You know, the Seahawks we we had one possession in the third quarter, uh, got a couple first downs, punted away, and then our next our very next possession was in the fourth was in the fourth quarter about thirteen minutes to go. And it was just, it's frustrating. We got DK Metcalf involved early. He was a beast early on. Then he like didn't get a target for the longest time. And the Vikings corners have been the weakest point of their team. You would, I would have thought we could attack that more. Um, it's just frustrating. I mean, it's, it's a really frustrating thing. And it, we've got to get better and we got to get better fast. We, we've got two NFC West games coming up. And frankly, my confidence level is pretty low. And if we lose both those games and we drop to one and four, I think you might be calling curtains on the season and you're gonna have to ask some really tough questions. So I'm pretty frustrated, but we'll see if we can turn it around, but there's just a lot of problems right now.
0: Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Um, I'm not, I'm still trying to process how Seattle only got 17 on the board against a minnesota defense that is uh, pretty poor i mean it, seattle had 17 after the first three possessions couldn't put anything together after that um and yeah i mean the the receivers had you know they they went crazy and like you said part of that's the pass rush but i mean jefferson nine catches 119 and a touchdown conklin uh, their tight end who i'd never heard of before this game had seven catches for 70 yards and a touchdown Thielen had six for 50 and a touchdown um, I mean they they had a pretty uh all of them were in the eighties for their catch percentage uh with targets. So I mean Kirk was getting it to them. They were nine of fourteen on third down. I mean, Alexander Madison had a game, twenty-six carries, hundred twelve yards, and then add on six catches for sixty yards. I mean, they they just and and honestly that second half, I mean, it could have been worse. They settled for three field goals inside the 10. Um, and, you know, you turn those drives into touchdowns and suddenly it's 38 to 17 or something like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, there's a lot of issues in Seattle right now. Um, but, you know, I I think they, they will turn it around. I just can't see Seattle being a team that's not in the playoffs. Uh, but that being said, they do have a, a great division. We all know that. And uh, they got some tough division games coming up. So they they got to turn around fast and and get a win in San Francisco yeah we do um
1: it's it's just it's frustrating. I mean, it's been a frustrating last couple of weeks, especially in the second half. Watching just the guys come out, and you know, you've you've heard Pete Carroll is little his whole mantra about you can't you know you can't win games in the first, second, and third quarter, but you win them in the fourth. And it's crazy. I mean, we just have not finished. We we have had we have been in the lead. We've had big leads over the Titans and Vikings. We've had double digit leads in the first half. I mean, in the Titans game, we had a 14 point lead in the fourth quarter and we blew that game. In this game, we were up 10 in the first half, didn't finish it. Got you know ended up getting rolled. And that's just, it's not the way that, you know, I've seen, I've seen us play in the past. I've definitely seen us have some serious problems in the first half of games in the past, but that's just not really been the, the, the case this year. It's kind of been the reverse. And, you know, it's kind of surprising to see as someone who's watched the Seahawks for so long, it's not, it's usually the opposite. Um, and it's got to get fixed because, you know, in this league, you've, you've got to play 60 minutes of good football. Otherwise, you're uh, you're not going to win many games. I mean, it, the, the margin of error is too small. And when you, you know, can't get off the field on third down, you you know, you have drives stalled and you can't make a, the proper adjustments and you can't get any pressure on the quarterback. I mean, it's in this league, you're not going to win football games. And so we've got to we've got to be better. And we've got a really tough game this weekend. And I mean, I wouldn't necessarily call it a must, must win, but it's close. And because then we have the Rams coming to town and I think I know how that's going to go. So we, this 49ers game is really
0: important. Yep. Yep. Definitely agree. Um, Yeah. That's a scoop on Seattle. We'll be talking about them a little more today uh, in our, in our preview of week four, moving on to the Cowboys. Uh, It was a completely different week for my boys. Uh, They go in, uh, they, they show up home opener against Philly and uh dominated. I mean 41-21 didn't even do it justice in my opinion. Um you know, the game shouldn't have even been that close, but Dak is is 19 and 6 now against the NFC East. He's 11 and 1 in his last 12 starts. I mean, he he's the best quarterback in this division by far. And and that's not saying much considering the quarterback play, but I think he's been the best quarterback in that division pretty much since he entered the league. Um, and you know, it shows and you know, when Dallas can go out there and run out the best quarterback every time it's going to be, uh, that's going to win us a lot of NFC East games. Uh, and then in the run game, you know, ran it 41 times for 160 yards, Pollard and Zeke, both split time. It was awesome. They both averaged over five yards a carry. I mean, what what stands out to me in this game is that Dallas put up forty one, well, thirty four points uh, offensively. Seven was with the pick six, but thirty four points offensively And Ceedee Lamb and Amari Cooper combined for only six catches and eighty yards and no touchdowns. So we're and, and Michael Gallup is out. So our top three receivers weren't even a factor, and we put up thirty four. On a Philly defense, it's not great, uh, but I also don't think it's terrible. I mean, they they had their way against Atlanta and San Francisco in the other weeks. Um, but this offense is just, it's scary good. Like I really, as a fan, it's it's fun to sit back and watch. I mean, we can spread it out and throw the ball game like we did against Tampa. We can line up and run it all game like we did against uh, the Chargers, or we can do a nice balance and, and let Dak do his thing. He was checking and audibling. And I mean, it's, it's great to see this. The defense still has a long way to come. Uh, they're They're playing good too, but man, I mean this this offense is on top of things right now. Um, I don't know how much of that game you saw, but I mean it it looks it looks scary good.
1: Yeah, I was able to watch a good chunk of it. It was the Monday night game. So at least there was no other game on for me to watch. So, you know, I, I think it's interesting. You talked about the offense and the offense is great. And I, I, you know, I think we knew coming in about the Cowboys that they had the potential to be a, such an explosive offense. I mean, I talked about my expectations for Dak this year and the yards I expected him to throw for and some of the things I expected him to be able to do. I'm sure it was nice for you to be able to see Zeke have a really nice day on the ground um against an Eagles front that's good. I mean they have they have a good front. The Eagles always have a pretty pretty good front. I know Brandon Graham's hurt, but they still have good players up there and pretty tough against the run. So that's a that's a really, you know, nice outing for the offense, but I think I want to talk about the Dallas defense because, you know, last year as as you well know, that that was a real real struggle at times and really pretty much all year you guys just really struggled to make stops and get off the field and you gave up a ton of yards and yeah. But you know, it looks, it looks a lot different to me this year. They look faster. They're, they make mistakes. They're not perfect. I wouldn't, they're not a top 10 defense or anything like that. But I mean, I think for Dallas with the explosiveness of their offense and in the division they play in their defense, doesn't have to be a top 10 defense. Now it just can't be like a bottom three defense where it's like giving up just like tons and tons of points. And Dallas has to put 35 points on the board just to try to win football games. But if they're able, but what I'm noticing is like, I mean, Trevon Diggs looks like a great corner. I mean, he is, he's playing really well right now. He looks like you, he looks like the type of corner where you can put him over there. He can man up with someone and he'll be able to really hold his own against a lot of guys in this league. And that's a big deal. He obviously had a pick six in this game. Yeah. Um, you guys just look faster. You look, you look hungrier defensively. I like, I like some of the things that you're doing more just schematically and it's not perfect. They definitely do have a long way to go. But kind of like, you know, we talk about with um, I've talked about it actually in the past with Seattle. Now, granted, it's not really working that way at the moment, but like the defense doesn't have to be like elite. It just has to be like pretty like if it's average, you're in good shape. And the Dallas defense right now looks like a lot better. They look fast. They look quick. I think that's got to be pretty promising for you yeah. to see. And if they can hold that up, I think Dallas is going to cruise in this division. And they're going to be a tough out in, in uh, January as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think at this point, from what I've seen, unless something catastrophic happens with injuries, I think we can call the division on lock. I mean, I just don't see a way that healthy we can lose this division. Um, But yeah, about the defense, like, so Dallas is, our defense has eight turnovers right now, which is leading the league um, for takeaways. And last year, we didn't reach eight turnovers until week 11, which we were bottom three in that category and pretty much every other category, like you were saying. And yeah, I've said it all along, like teams like Kansas city or even Buffalo now, or, you know, Dallas or even Seattle. Like if you have an explosive offense, that's top five, um, you don't need a defense that's going to be top 10 and going crazy. You need a defense that plays fast, plays hard, and they make a few plays in a game. Right. And that comes in the form of, you know, maybe we get a Micah Parsons sack on second down and now it's third and long. That's a possession that's gone. Or, you know, you get, you get a couple, um, you get a couple turnovers in a game even if you're not stopping the team if you can force a few uh, a few takeaways that completely shifts the game so i mean if this defense can just be average or approaching it i mean if we can sit in the in the 15-19 range i mean that would be that's going to be great like that's a defense that's making plays especially if you're a middle tier defense that also is forcing turnovers that makes you a lot more dangerous so and yeah like you said with the with the playing faster i think a we have I mean, we just have a lot of speed, a lot of young guys that are starting to develop. Trayvon Diggs got beat a lot last year, uh, but he also showed a lot of promise last year, too. And now he's starting to learn the NFL better. He knows where he's going. Uh, But one thing we heard a lot last year was the players, they didn't know where they were going. Like Mike Nolan had a really tough scheme. Players couldn't figure it out. They didn't know where they were going. Guys were playing slow. They were thinking first. Like it it just wasn't working. I think Dan Quinn simplifies a lot of things and, uh, yeah, he's got, he's got our unit playing well. And if you look at Dallas's upcoming schedule, it's Carolina, New York, New England, Minnesota, Denver, and Atlanta. Um, you know, that's not all easy, but I, I think that's at least four wins in there. And I think if we beat Carolina, that's going to be five out of six in that stretch, uh, before we go and play Kansas city and, uh, in Vegas. So, I mean, it looks promising right now for the Cowboys. I've learned not to get my hopes up too much, um, but they're, they're looking good through three weeks. Yeah, they are. They look explosive offensively and they look, you know, much showing a lot more
1: promise on defense and with the division that you guys are in, I, I really don't see a scenario, you know, barring uh, health is always the biggest thing, you know, in, in the NFL and keeping guys healthy and that changes everything when things go wrong. But It was a really impressive game, I I thought, on Monday by him. And and you're right. The point you made that the the scariest part to me about Dallas, and not like a bad thing, just what scares me about how good they actually can be offensively, is you're right. I mean, CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper, both very, very talented wide receivers. Um, both were, you know, relatively quiet considering, you know, what they, uh, you know, what they usually are. And I mean, Dak, you know, Dak spread the ball around a little bit in this game. i just kind of looking at the targets here. Dalton Schultz got a lot of action in this game, obviously. And, yeah. um, that's, that's great, but it just shows you the amount of guys that you guys have that can, you know, you could throw out at, at people and you still have Tony Pollard coming out of the backfield in the receiving game. And, you know, Zeke can still be a factor and you have Dak such a, you know, really, really a very good quarterback. I I he's, he's I would consider him great at this point. Um he it would, you know, we'll see what kind of playoff success he can have. That's kind of the mark people like to use. But I mean, you watch him play, I don't know what else you really could want out of him. Um and their defense, yeah, it's just it, it's a, it's a defense, you know, when you have when you force eight turnovers in in 3 games. Like the Dallas defense is probably still going to give up like some some big plays this year, and they're going to have a couple of games like where it's real duds. Like they're probably going to give up a ton of yards, ton of points. They might lose those games. Like that's going to happen because it's still not like a great defense by any stretch. Yeah. But what it is telling me is it's an opportunistic defense, and that's really important. It's a defense that like takes the ball away, and in the NFL, like that's you can win games when you win the turnover battle, and this defense is definitely showing they can take the ball away. And so even if they're giving up yards and they give up some points, if they're taking the ball away, especially at key times, that's really all that matters, especially when you have an offense that can score like Dallas.
0: Yep. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Um, so good things that I've seen from Dallas uh, and, you know, we'll see what happens with Seattle. So that's the recap on those. I want to talk over next are our, uh, our rookie quarterbacks real quick. So we, we're at the three week mark of the season. Um, and it's been tough for our first round rookies, man. We got, we got Trevor Lawrence who's 0 and three, Zach Wilson, who's 0 and three, uh, Justin Fields, who's 0 and one and Mac Jones is one and two. So, I mean, combine that all together, you get a grand total of one and nine for our, um, for our rookie class that was supposed to be so good. Uh, I will just bring up guys one-on-one as they come to mind. Uh, what's what's the guy maybe that you're most concerned about here well let me let me start with this i'm not panicking about any of them yet i mean it's it's so early
1: on and and things are going to be rough and like we'll we'll kind <clears> of <throat> i need more of a sample size before i panic on any of these guys yeah but i think in terms of the guy that maybe worries me the most right now it's probably Zach Wilson. And the and the reason that it's Zach Wilson right now is because the jets are just kind of a mess mm-hmm. at the moment. And he's thrown a lot of interceptions and not all of them are his fault. Like I'm not trying to say they're like all his fault. Cause some of them are not, but yeah. you know, you just sometimes you worry about a young quarterback's confidence um, level. I mean, they're not pass protecting very well at all. He's getting hit a lot. Um, you know, he's throwing the ball up into some really some coverages. You just shouldn't throw the ball to, and you know, it's, it's part of its growing pains. And I understand that, but he's got, um, you know, you just, with these young guys, you know, you just worry like if you throw them out there too often and he's, you know, he just played and they just played the Broncos. And I think the Broncos are proving that they might have one of the, like the very best defenses in the league. So that's a really tough matchup anyways. And, Like he, he's just having, he's struggling. Like there's, he's struggling to make throws. He's turning the ball over a lot. He's getting hit a lot. And that's just, you just worry about confidence I think is what I worry about. I think he's still super, super talented. So I'm not like hitting the panic button on him yet. There's still a long way to go in the season and hopefully a long way to go in his career, but you know, we'll see. But I mean, all these guys have had their struggles. Um, a little bit more so. It's kinda of interesting that really across the board all of them have struggled the way they have. But um we'll see what happens. But I would say Zach Wilson might be the most concerning, but there's still a long
0: way to go. Yeah. Yeah, there is. Um I mean I I think yeah, I mean Zach Wilson, there's there's definitely issues there and you know, he's he's with the Jets and that's never that's never a good thing. We're we're seeing I mean Sam Darnold's what <laughs> three games out of the jets organization. And he already looks a lot better and probably has like a third of the wins he got with the jets too. So, I mean, that's, um, yeah, I mean, you, you see what effect this organization can have on quarterbacks and it's not good. Uh, but I think Zach Wilson has shown an ability to, you know, slide around the pocket on a few plays. He's made some really impressive throws too. Um, of course that's mixed in with a ton of negatives, but I'm willing to put more of the blame on the jets. The guy that I'm concerned about, um, is trevor lawrence and not because i'm hitting the panic button i still think he's going to be great but there's just i mean the more interceptions he throws and i mean the the flea flicker interception on sunday was just horrible like you just i mean high school level quarterbacks would know not to make that throw and i get it guys close quicker in the nfl and whatever but i just yeah i mean i i (laughs) as you can tell, I mean, my, the Jags were one of my, I mean, I, I wasn't confident in it, but they were one of my dark horse picks to be like, Oh, maybe they'll make a playoff run <laughs> with how bad their division is and how easy their schedule is. Uh, yeah, no, it's not, it's not looking that way. Uh, they're Owen three. And a lot of that's because Trevor is, is looking pretty rough and I'm concerned because a couple things a he has receivers that are he has weapons that are good like he probably has better weapons than any of these quarterbacks um he's got marvin jones and dj chark and uh james robinson out there and i mean it's not a great it's not a a great group of guys but it's it's something um and you know he's still struggling despite that and i don't know just the the expectations are so high for trevor that you know if he's anything below those you know, he's going to be seen as a guy who never really lived up. So, I mean, what I've seen from so far, it's not good. I will say the Jags are putting him in some tough situations. I mean, he's thrown a lot of attempts. Like, you don't usually see a rookie lining up, throwing the ball 50 times. And uh, he's he's done that. He did that on opening day, and I think he threw it 35 to 40 more times on week two. And, you know, so I don't know. I'm a little concerned about Trevor and, and just that situation. I don't know if Urban's the best influence on him that's going to turn into an issue, I think.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think those points are all, you know, really good. And I think all these quarterbacks, right, all these rookie quarterbacks are, you know, they're having their struggles for various reasons. I think the Patriots with Mac Jones are, um, you know, doing, you know, Mac is, I think they're using him in a way that is pretty conducive to his skill set. I mean, I was, I was looking like he has not completed a pass. I think it was more than 25 yards all season. Like through three games, which is really interesting to me. And now, you know, Mac Jones is not a guy that's got a super powerful arm. I mean, when you think about these other quarterbacks that were, you know, in the you know in the draft, I mean, you think about those five guys that were picked. I mean, he's probably the guy with the you know least powerful arm. Um, So I, I think they're being you know smart trying to you know give him like some easier reads in the short and intermediate game. You know, he hasn't been like perfect by any stretch, but I feel like he's um you know doing a pretty pretty nice job as a you know as a whole for his you know his first three games he's you know trying to get a grasp of the offense and you know I think he's I think he's gonna be fine he's also in a nice situation I think the Patriots are probably the team that's gonna do the best job well maybe the Niners with Trey Lance and I'll talk about, I want to talk about Trey Lance in a minute but um they seem to have a pretty nice sense of what you know to do with him. Um, and then You know, Justin Fields, I mean, that that was real rough against Cleveland on Sunday. Um, I mean, first of all, in that game, you know, Miles Garrett in that game was I mean, he was just a freak. I mean, I was like one of the best games I'd ever seen. Yeah. From a defensive end. I mean, Chandler Jones in week one was really good. But Miles Garrett kind of just destroyed the whole game. (laughs) But I mean, and then I don't know. And then I don't know. I feel a little bit, Justin Fields, will see, because I feel like his coach is kind of an idiot. I'm sorry. Like Matt Nagy, some of the things he says in his press conferences don't make any sense. Um, it's yeah. very bizarre. I feel like there's something weird there.
0: Um, Matt, Matt Nagy is, yeah, he's a, he's a weird dude. Um, but I feel like I'm the least concerned. I mean, maybe besides Trey Lance, but I don't know. I just feel like Justin Fields, you can put a lot of that blame on his offensive line and their inability to do anything um and we've only seen one start out of him i mean he plays detroit this next week i think he could look a lot better um but i don't know i've always believed in justin fields i i thought he should have gone number two to the jets like i don't know i really like justin fields um i feel like he's gonna get his act together but and he's also probably in the uh maybe not probably probably I was going to say he's in the second best situation behind Trey Lance, but Mac Jones might be in a better situation just with the coaching and the culture and all that. Um, but I mean, Fields certainly has it better than Zach Wilson and Trevor. So yeah, but, but yeah, what, what are your thoughts on Trey Lance? I know you wanted to say something on him.
1: Absolutely love what the 49ers are doing with Trey Lance. They're doing, they're, they are handling that so smartly. I'm not, I'm not surprised. I mean, Kyle Shanahan's a very smart football coach. And, you know, one thing with Trey Lance that I think we kind of knew is coming in, you know, he maybe had the least polished game. So he was the guy that, you know, his his ceiling was really high. He's got such a great arm. He's so athletic. Like there's a lot of really cool things that you can see that he can do, but there's just things in, at the NFL level that he's got to improve on. But if you notice when the 49ers bring him in, they don't bring him in very often. But when they bring him in, they're on like you know these plays that are super conducive to his skill set and set him up for success. And when he comes in, he's made a lot of like nice plays. He threw the touchdown against the Lions. He's had a couple of first downs. You know he's been able to use his feet a little bit. Like that's perfect for a guy that you know he, you still have a lot of work to do. I think with him and we'll see how often like it, we'll see if it ever gets to a point where they can like you know use him for a full game this season. I still think they will probably get to that point honestly, but it might take time. But I think it's so smart to put him in in these situations where it's conducive to success. It builds confidence, it allows him to see things on film, see what he's doing right, see coverages, see you know the speed of the game so that when he actually has to go in and be their starter, which will happen whether it's this year or next year whatever it is like he's going to be ready. He's going to be ready for that. And I think that's so like important. And I'm, I love what the 49ers are doing. That's exactly what I would do if I was, if I was, you know, handling that situation. I think it's really smart. And I think it's setting him up to be really successful. So that's a little scary for me as a Seahawks fan going forward. The division's already good enough. And I think Trey Lance can be really good. So I, I mean, the 49ers are using him in a really smart way.
0: Yeah. And have you seen, um, have you seen the way they, so I don't know the, the camera always pans to it in the Niner games that I've watched, but the offensive coordinators calling his plays and the Niners run the wristbands with the quarterbacks, right? Like not every team does that, but San Francisco has that quarterback wristband and Lance is right near Shanahan or right near the offensive play caller all game long, just looking into his wristband, every play, like he's, he's getting familiar with the playbook. I think he, you know, whether the guy's asking him questions on audibles or, you know, here's what you do here it looks like he's just constantly getting instruction all game. Like I haven't seen him just sitting back on the bench with a headset on or with a clipboard. Like he's not marking, you know, he's not marking down stuff that he sees, whatever he's like going through the playbook. Um, I don't know if you've noticed that, but I was like, wow, that's kind of a, that's a very Shanahan idea. You know, if it's an offense that he wants to run to perfection, he's going to make sure this dude knows it inside and out before he gets him on the field. So yeah, I think the Niners are doing something really smart there. Um, And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see him in the long run. We haven't gotten to see much of him so far. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, yeah, not time to hit the panic button on any of these guys. They're rookies. Uh, a lot of, you know, they're, they're, I don't think we have any Johnny Manzels in this, in this class. You know, they've all got their, their, what is it? Their act together, I guess. Um, they're, they're good dudes. So, you know, I think they're all willing to work hard and we'll see what, um, what becomes of all their careers, but I, I still think we've got five guys who are going to be pretty solid starters in this league. Um, so yeah, with that, we'll move on to our, our spread picks. we got six games that we're uh, predicting this week. So uh, we'll start off with uh, your boys, Seahawks and Niners. Uh, let's yeah. What, what's your call on the Seahawks and the Niners? What's your thoughts there?
1: Oof. You know, it's, uh, it's a, it's our first divisional game and I, uh, these games, obviously with the start that we've had, which has really been a disappointing last couple of weeks, but it's still early and we'll see how it goes. I mean, these games are just so important. I mean, all six of these division games that we're going to play, uh, they're just, they're just so like monumental and they're crucial. Um, I've got the line at Niners by three. Is that what you have? Yes, I believe so. Yeah. Niners by three. Okay. Niners by three. Um, I'm going to take the Seahawks to win and cover. And maybe that's my bias um, here. And maybe that's just my like irrational hope, I guess. I don't know. I just, Russell's never lost three games in a row. Um, Never has. And I just, I feel like the level of, focus for this game is going to, it has to be so high. And I'd be really disappointed if it's not. I think the, I think the guys are going to be really hungry to go out and prove something, you know, a couple bad losses, it's got to leave a really bad taste in their mouth. And I think I said this, you know, at the beginning of the season, I knew that all these games in the division were going to be tough, but I've always thought that we probably match up best with San Francisco. And we've actually had San Francisco's number really for a long time. Um, The Niners have not beaten us very often. Uh, You know, you can, you can trace that back to the Legion of Boom days, but even really in the last few years, the Niners don't beat us very much. And so that's, you know, that's one thing we've got going on, but in terms of just, you know, looking at the game um, you know, the Niners are going to do a lot of things where um, with the run game, like they always do, they've got such a creative run scheme. It's a scheme though, that we've seen a lot of, Um, I'm very worried about Debo Samuel in this matchup, just his we don't we uh, we've kind of been able to avoid him in a lot of our games just because of his injury history, but he's so physical and he's like he's having such a great year right now um, with the way our corners have played and some of the issues there. You know, that's going to be uh, that's going to be kind of a challenge. And then I think also we've got to have we've got to be better rushing the passer, because if we can rush the passer and hit Garoppolo, I think we can win this game. And I I would feel really good about our chances. Then, Uh, Jim, you know, last year when we played them in Seattle, we didn't play very well in that game, but the, the pass rush in the front four played really well and they hit him a lot and Jimmy was not comfortable and he struggled like a lot in that game. And we we weren't, that was at a point where our defense was still not very good. So that, you know, that's, that's something I think that I'm going to be watching for. And then offensively, I mean, we just, I, I, like we've shown in the first half that we're going to go score. And I don't, I mean, I know the Niners defense is really a, is a good unit, but I don't see why we wouldn't go score in the first half again. It's more, we've, I want to see the second half. I want to see the adjustments. I want to see a better sustaining of drives got to be better on third down. We talk about the defense not getting off the field on third down. The offense needs to convert third downs. We just have to be better on that down. Um, And then also, you know, we've got to, I want to get, you know, I want to continue to get DK more involved in this game. I think he has an opportunity. I think he, once again, has a pretty good matchup here. And, you know, we'll see. We just, I want to see more creativity in the scheme. We might be getting, I think we're getting D Eskridge back for this game. That actually, I think is a really significant thing. Um, getting him back for those fly sweeps and some of the speed. Um, so we'll see how it goes, but you know, we're going down to San Francisco. It's going to be hard. Um, it's a division game on the road. They're never easy. Um, but I just don't see Russell Wilson letting the Seahawks lose three games in a row. I I just don't see it happening. Yep. Um, now, again, I might be wrong. We might come out and lose this game. And then we're talking, having a different conversation next week. And, yeah. But, um, no, yeah, I just don't think we're going to lose three in a row. So I'm going to take the Seahawks. Yeah. I'll go, you know, I'll go 24, I'll go 24, 21.
0: Yeah. I, I definitely agree. I think I'm, I'm actually, so the line that I saw for ESPN is down to two and a half now. Um, but your score still covers that. um, But yeah, so you mentioned an interesting point. You said you don't see Russ losing three games in a row. That's exactly uh, what my thoughts were. And I did a little research on it. And Russell Wilson has, he's, A, he's never started a season one and three before. And B, he's never lost three games in a row before. He's actually 9-0 and in games where he's facing a three-game losing streak. So Seattle's lost two straight in 2020, 2019, 2018, they actually had two separate sets of two game losing streaks in 2018 and then 17 two losing streaks in 15, 2014 and 2012. And in every game that he's been uh faced with a three game losing streak, he's come through. He's 9 and 0 in those games. Um and I just can't bet against Russell Wilson in in this game. I think on paper the Niners win this game. I think they're playing better right now. I think they're um honestly better coached and um you know they're they're obviously You know, they're coming off a tough loss to Green Bay, but I think they're playing better football overall. And I think we'd agree with that. But Russell Wilson under center. I mean, that's one of the biggest winners in our game right now. And uh, I just I think he's going to pull through. I think it's going to be one of those classic games. It's going to be really close. And uh, Russ is just going to get it done. I think he's going to find a way and um yeah i mean seattle is they they know how big of a game this is and i mean for san francisco as well i mean they don't want to fall to two and two with with either arizona or la going to four zero. um but but i think seattle's back against the wall and you know they're they're going to come out ready to play and i think russell wilson's gonna gonna do something special in this game Yeah. I mean, he,
1: he's a winner. He just is. And like, like you, you brought up the stat and I had mentioned it too. He's just never lost three in a row. And I just think that the, it's certainly not, there's certainly no panic at the facility. You know, I don't think the Seahawks, no one's panicking there, but, I think the sense of urgency is there and like I think they realize with the division they're you know that they're playing in and that we're in and we've got to be really good and these games are the ones that really really matter and you know it's a great opportunity for us to try to get back on track this would be such a this would be a big win I mean if we're able to go into San Francisco and win I think that does a lot for the course of this season Um, and just some of the confidence that we'll be able to build and how I'd feel too, because that really switches things up in the standings. We would actually jump San Francisco. If we win this game, that's a big deal. So that those are all things that, you know, I think are important to, um, Consider, but the matchups hard. I mean, it's, the Niners are really good. They're, I, I think you're right. I think they're better coached. I think they're definitely a lot better defensively. I think they're usually might be more physical um, and we have to be physical in this game. These games are just really, and you know, anytime we play these division games, but in particular, the Rams and 49ers um, those games are just, you better, you better come in ready to hit and, you know, and just be tough and we're going to have to, um, and I expect us to be, um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a challenging game. It's gonna be a physical game. It's it, it, I would imagine some crazy things will happen. These NFC West games are really really highly competitive. Um, but I think we're gonna find a way. And that's I, I honestly like I feel better about this game than I did about the Vikings last week, which is kind of interesting. Um, I you know I picked us to beat the Vikings, but I honestly wasn't surprised when we lost it. Um, but this game, I think I'd be kind of surprised if we, if we couldn't find a way to win this one. And that's not a knock on the 49ers. I just think we match up pretty well with them. And just the situation we're in with the quarterback, we have and some of the veterans we have, I expect to see some of these veterans play really well. I think Bobby Wagner has a good game. I think Quandre has a good game. And I think guys just they lock in and realize that the position we're in and if we drop this game and then with the team we've got coming in, you know, on Thursday with the Rams, uh, it's going to get tough and it's going to get really desperate for us. So I think this is an opportunity. I think we match up pretty nicely and it's just we have the quarterback that's not he just doesn't lose like this. So I don't think he'll let us. I think he'll make enough plays down the stretch um, and we'll win a close physical kind of low scoring game. Yep.
0: Yep. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I'm in agreements there. So we both got Seattle covering and winning the two-and-a-half-point spread. Next, next game we got is the Bucks two-and-one against the Patriots, one-and-two. It is the return of the GOAT, and uh, the line is Tampa Bay, uh, minus seven. So Brady's homecoming to Gillette Stadium. Uh, he's also coming off of a loss, you know, that signature pose and that face he hits. We got a lot of that last week. Uh, I think Tom Brady is going to be majorly focused. I think there's there's just no way that Tom Brady comes in here really into any game, but especially after a loss, especially with the magnitude this game has, like he's going to come out ready to go. And um, you know, I don't I don't think this game, first of all, in any way, settles the whole Brady versus Belichick debate, and you know who's responsible. Like the media is going to turn it into that, but I think honestly, if they weren't paired together, neither would have seven rings. Like that's just the That's just the deal. So, you know, but I like the way I, a couple things in this game. I think Tom Brady definitely has the advantage. First of all, he's playing in the game. Bill Belichick is not. And, you know, Tom, he knows this defense. He's been around Belichick. He's been around this system for 20 years. Like he, he knows exactly what's coming. And, uh, you know, I think he's going to be great in this game. He's got Gronk. I, you know, I, I can just see a little connection there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really think this game, I think that the Tampa Bay is just a, a much better team. And I really, I think they're all going to come in focus. They're going to rally around Brady in a hostile environment, shut the crowd up quick. And I, I mean, I'm definitely taking Tampa to cover the spread. You know, you always put yourself at risk when you make a bold prediction like this, but I think Tampa Bay is winning this game by 20 points. That's my prediction. I think Tampa Bay is winning the game 34 to 13, 34 to 14, something along those lines. You know, what's crazy is I have the exact same opinion.
1: I really thought I might be kind of on an Island here. I think this game could get ugly, ugly, ugly. I'm thinking like, you're going to think I'm crazy. I think the bucks can win by 30. I think they could win 41 to 10. Like I just, this game screams to me. Like, I think Tom's going to be absolutely surgical. I just don't think he's going to have, he won't make nearly any mistakes in this game. You know, the Patriots play a lot of man coverage and the Patriots have a good defense. Like I'm not, I'm not here, you know, Harping on the Patriots. They they play good defense. They play a lot of man. Um, But the Bucs just have so many weapons and, you know, and Antonio Brown's coming back. They've got Godwin. They got Mike Evans and Gronk. That connection has been like, you know, it's been like the new England days. And I I think you're right. I I would be shocked. I I think Brady and Gronk will connect for a touchdown and that's going to be quite the scene back in new England. Um, But I, I expect that to happen. It's been happening in these first few weeks. Uh, I just think that, you know, this is a really tough, um, and then also Tom's coming off a loss. And so, you know, in in a game where they were, I mean, they were, I mean, not, it was pretty clear that, you know, the Rams were the better team and the Rams were more physical and they were better. And Tom was decent in that game. He wasn't great, but he was fine and he'll be ready. He's not going to, he won't lose this game. Um, and you're right. He's got the distinct advantage because he's playing in the game. And and look, you know, the media is going to do the whole thing about, yeah, like, oh, like, you know, if this does happen the way we're expecting and the Bucks go in there and just absolutely stop New England, which is what I think will happen. You know, they're, they're going to be like, oh, my God, it was all Brady. Like, yeah. First of all, it, wasn't, it was not all Brady, but I've always been of the belief it was more Brady because I think I think it's always more the players. I mean, I know how important coaching and scheming is, but it's ultimately it's the players that go out there and execute it and play. Um, and really, if you want to make that whole argument, that argument—if you really want to say, "Oh, it was all Brady," which it still was not all Brady—but that argument was kind of made last season, anyways. Yeah, I mean, when he went into Tampa Bay and just went and won a Super Bowl, like, like that also solidified him as the greatest. Like, I can't—you can't even argue it anymore. It's just so obvious. Um, and so, yeah, the, the media, the media storm around this game is going to be crazy. And, but I think in terms of on the field, I also think Tampa Bay is just better. And I actually think this is the game that Tampa Bay's defense comes back a little bit. So that's been one of the things that's concerned, concerned me about the Bucks. Their offense is great. They're, they're super high powered. They're really, really good. They got all these weapons, Tom, of course, but their defense hasn't been very good. And that was kind of last year, what really won them. That Super Bowl game, Brady was great, but like their defense, like Mahomes was just like they had Mahomes running around like he had nowhere to throw the ball. Their their corners were locked down. Their their front four just was wrecking the game. And I kind of think the defense comes back into form in this game against the rookie quarterback. I think Mac Jones, this is the game where Mac struggles like he is going to really have a hard game, I think. Yeah. Um, I just think it's gonna be a tough night for New England. And I think Tom's gonna to go in there, he's gonna lead the Bucs in there, and they're gonna walk out of there. You know, 41 to 10 is probably a bit extreme, but I, I'm thinking 38-14, 38-17, yeah, 21 to 25 yeah. points. I think that's where this game is going. I think it's an easy cover for the Bucks, and I think Brady lights that place up. And the media will jump all over that, but that whole debate's kind of it's just, a, it's dumb to think that it was all one guy or the other, but it was, it was more Brady and that was solidified last season.
0: Yeah, no, I, I'm in agreement there. I think, uh, yeah, I, and we're both going to look dumb if New England somehow pulls out a win here, but I just don't see it. I mean, you know, Tom's going to be laser focused. Um, yeah. What do you think is more satisfying? like as a fan which has a higher like would you rather see brady go in there and throw five or six touchdowns and the patriots win at like 45 to 17 or would you rather see patriots down three or patriots down i mean uh uh bucks down four and tom brady two minute drill one last drive in gillette stadium except that now he's on the other team which one which one do you think is uh would create more of a media buzz oh man that, that would be crazy um
1: more media buzz you know i think the story i think the storyline of brady goes in there with you know and they're down by three or four we'll call it four and he's got a two-minute drill and he goes and scores a touchdown leads a touchdown drive yeah uh, i think that story would be really that that story would go crazy i think if they go in and blow out new england like we're expecting i think the story is more I, it's just going to be more about well the bucks are just a better team and they are. And Tom just went in there and he's, he's the greatest. And he went in there. He wasn't phased by the whole moment. I don't think he'll be phased at all. Like, I think Brady's throwing five touchdowns in this game. I, I, I just don't, I don't see new, I think this is going to be a, I I do Yeah. Five, five touchdowns, 300 yards. I think it's coming and he's going to, and then I think what I might be most interested to see is the, is the post-game interaction with, with Tom and Bill, especially if the, if Tom goes in there and just absolutely lights it up and they blow him out like we're expecting, I think that could, that might be you know all the cameras in the world are going to be pointed at those two. Yeah. Um, oh man. So we'll see. But yeah. I like the Bucks. I like the Bucks big. Um, this this is going to be kind of a bust of a Sunday night game in terms of entertainment. But it would be really it would really be something if New England was up four and Tom led that game winning drive because you know if it is in that situation and he gets the ball. I think we know he's going to lead it. He, he wouldn't like in this game, he's he'll, he's going to go score a touchdown.
0: Yeah. Yep. No, I, that's going to be an exciting game. Um, so I'm, I'm pumped for all the all the storylines and you know, everything that follows that game. So we both got the bucks covering handily. Um, let's move on to Cowboys and the Panthers. So Panthers are three and O Dallas is two and one. They're at home. Dallas is four and a half point favorites. Um, I'll start this one off, uh, four and a half point favorites. I got my boys covering, and that is a mix of, um, my hopes and, uh, my expectations for Dallas, but also, uh, I don't really see the Panthers as legitimate contenders for much of anything. Um, I know their defense is looking good right now. It's number one in the league. Uh, they played Davis mills. They played, uh, Winston and they played Zach Wilson. Um, and that none of those guys are in the same ballpark as Dak Prescott. Yes. I'm praising Dak Prescott again on this show, starting to sound like skip Bayless, but, uh, I think Dallas is, uh, they're going to get it going this game. I think Carolina is going to see a real offense here. And, you know, with, with JC Horn out, that's a big loss with Christian McCaffrey out. That's a big loss. I think Dallas is going to play fast. And, uh, you know, I, I expect, I expect the Cowboys to win this game by seven to 10 points. And I wouldn't be surprised if it was more, I'm not going to bet more. I'm not that confident. I think Panthers are, you know, they're, they're good. Uh, But I think Dallas is gonna, is gonna kind of expose Carolina and, and, you know, start the losing streak. I think this is the point in the season where Carolina kind of starts to trend down and they do have a, a pretty easy middle stretch of the season. They've got Atlanta, I think in there and a couple other pretty poor teams, maybe Philly, But I think Carolina ultimately misses the playoffs, and this is a game that kind of takes them out of that serious contention um, in terms of like how people think of them.
1: Yeah, we're agreeing a lot this week. Um, You know, if Carolina came into this game healthy, so if they had Christian McCaffrey, if they had him playing in this game, and if JC Horn was playing in this game, that's that's a huge loss for Carolina. He had been playing really well. And was starting to look like a guy that, you know, it was really early on, but I think by the end of the season, you might be able to say like, he's a number one corner in this league. Um, That's a big, it's a big loss. If they were healthy, I think I'd take Carolina to cover this spread. I think I'd still take Dallas, but I could see them hanging real, real close, but this is going to be a tough game for the Panthers. Um, their defense is good. I know who they've, I know their quarterbacks they've played haven't been very good. I, I think they might give Dak and company a couple issues. I don't think Dallas is going to score 41 points in this game. Um, I think, I think Carolina is going to be able to, you know, hang pretty competitive and they, they play hard. They, uh They'll keep this game close, but I think ultimately Dallas has too many weapons on the offensive side. And I just don't trust Sam Darnold and some of their weapons and without, you know, their best weapon to uh, go into Dallas on the fast track and, uh, you know, find a way to beat beat a team that's, you know, playing with a lot of confidence right now, like the Cowboys are, Um, you know, I'll take I'll take the Cowboys by probably 10, 10 points or so, you know, I, I think 30 to 20 or something in there is probably a pretty reasonable prediction for this game. Yeah, Um, But Carolina's defense is good. So I would, I would not be shocked if Dallas maybe has some struggles early in this game. You know, I, if the Panthers jump out seven, nothing, I would not be surprised, but I think Dallas will weather the storm and they'll ultimately get their offense going. And, I think you're right. Carolina is, I think Carolina is a good football team. I just don't think they're really
0: as good as three and O would suggest. So
1: yeah. I think they'll lose this week and that might start a bit of a struggle form, especially with some of the.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I think Carolina is Um, They're they're fine. I think they're, they're going to get there. The defense is in the right direction. Coaching's going well, like they're, they're on a, um, a good track in terms of rebuilding, but I don't think this is their year. Um, and I think, yeah, I mean, as a cowboy fan, I know they're three and oh. This would be a game that I would be disappointed if we lose. I, I don't think it's a it would be a surprise if we lost. Um, but if Dallas is the team that I think they can be, um, I think they take care of business against the Panthers team that's probably a little overrated at this point. Um, so yeah, well, I mean, we're in agreement on the top or on the first three games. Uh we'll see about the last three. To start it off, we got the Chargers and the Raiders, Monday night football. Chargers two and one, Raiders three and zero. The spread is the Chargers minus three. Uh, What are your thoughts on that? This this
1: game is really good.
0: Um, You know,
1: I know I know what you've said to me about the Raiders on this show, and that you're a little, you know, skeptical of the Raiders. I think the Raiders are good. I I, I've seen enough with the Raiders. Derek Carr looks great right now. Uh, I mean, he he looks great. He's averaging. You know how many yards per game he's averaging right now? What is it? 401. Jeez, dude. Guys lighten, the, guys lighten it up. You know, he's getting the ball to Darren Waller and Henry Ruggs. And, um, you know, Hunter Renfro's having a nice year. But, I mean, he's getting – the big thing is, you know, I saw – he's starting to get the ball downfield more. And that was always kind of the thing with with Derek Carr is he just never really pushed the ball down the field. Uh, but he's doing it this season. And their defense – you know, their Max Crosby is a is a monster right now. Um, their pass rush is good. Um, I think the Raiders are a good team. Now, with that being said, I think the Chargers are really good too, and I and I love the Chargers this year. I think that I think they're. I still think the Chiefs win this division, but I think the Chargers are a wild card team. Mm-hmm. Um, I this is a great Monday night matchup with the way these teams are playing, and the Chargers are you know. I, I really was impressed with obviously with their win at Kansas City. That's extremely impressive. And their defense really impressed me. Um, just some of the issues they gave Mahomes. And that, you know, it's a this is gonna be a really competitive game. Uh it's so the line is Chargers by three. And the funny thing is, that's exactly what I had the charge of winning this game by. So I'll swing it and I'll say the Chargers win by four. So I'll give them the cover. <laughs> Um, but man, I, this this is a this is a game that can go either way. I, I'm pretty sure you're going to take the Chargers too because I know you're not too high on the Raiders. But I think the Raiders are good, and if the Raiders win this game, wouldn't be surprised in the slightest. They Derek Carr looks great. Their defense, their pass rush looks really really good. Max Crosby has been so good, and I just I don't know. This is going to be. I think this game might go, um, the, so the over, is it under overs at 52 and a half? I like the over in this game. I'd see some points being put up in this game, with the way the quarterbacks have been playing. And, yeah. um, I, th- I think like 31, 28 or 30, well, that's three points, 31, 27 or something like that. That's a, it's a pretty reasonable prediction for this game. But if the Raiders go in and win, I wouldn't be, the, wouldn't be surprised at all. I mean, yeah, they, they I mean, we'll see. I. I'll be curious to see who has more fans at this game. It's it's the Raiders and the Chargers. I I don't, I I don't know. It seems like with with Vegas, you know, it might there might be like a lot of just casual fans at this game.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. Honestly. Um. Yeah. I I just dude. I don't know. I I'm still not sold on the Raiders. I don't I don't like their roster. I don't even like Derek Carr. I know. I mean, he's playing amazing. I mean, he's surpassing a lot of expectations right now. Uh, but I've never really liked Derek Carr. I didn't think he was that special. I've always put him in the Kirk Cousins realm. Um, but but yeah, I mean he's playing top of his game. I just I look at I look at Vegas's roster and it just doesn't look that good to me. Like I don't know Josh Jacobs and and uh, Kenyon Drake your running back is you know it's all right. And then they got um, they got Waller out there. He's a beast. That's pretty much their one guy. And then you know Rugs is he's all right. He's kind of a one trick pony. Hunter Renfro is. You know, he's whatever, like, I, I don't know. I just, I'm not super high on the Raiders, even though they're three and O and we'll see. I mean, if they win this game, I mean, that's four and O and guess what? I still won't be that high on them, but I guess I'll have to accept the fact that they're, they're definitely better than I thought. Um, but I'm just going to have to ride with the overall talent here. I think that the Chargers are better. Um, I think they're, I really like Brandon Staley at coach. I think uh, the Chargers have just a better roster in general. I think there's a lot of areas where they're superior. The one thing I will say is they're really undisciplined? Watching the Chargers, I've watched two of their three games um, because they played against Dallas in Week Two, and then they played Kansas City in a great one last week. So I've watched two whole games of the Chargers, and I mean they have a lot of stupid penalties. Like this team is really undisciplined right now, and you know part of that comes with having a new coach and young players. But they 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 will keep this game close just because they do have penalties and. You know they haven't learned to, to win yet. They're still young in that. So this is going to be a close game. I could totally see overtime. The Raiders have already played in two overtime games. Uh, the Chargers have played in in three games that came down to the wire. I mean, this is going to be a close one. Um, I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the Raiders to cover. Can't believe it. I think the Chargers are going to win. But I think it's gonna be a lot closer than it needs to be. And I'll take the Raiders to cover. That being said, I still think Raiders are missing the playoffs in the long haul. I think this is you know, you know, uh, a small flash, a little spark, lightning in a bottle, whatever you call it. Uh I don't think this is gonna last for for Vegas. Uh, but I'll take them to cover and um Chargers to win. All right. I did not expect that, but you
1: know what? You're giving a little, little credit to the Raiders, which I think you should. I, I, I I know we feel differently. I think the Raiders are still a good team, but I think the overall talent in this game for the chargers is going to show and man, Justin Herbert is, he's, he's special. Like he is really, really special. Some of the throws he makes are just absolutely like, they're just so impressive. He's got such a great arm. He's got really nice weapons to throw the ball to. Um, I, I think the Raiders are going to struggle to cover all those guys, and and Herbert's also athletic enough where he's not just standing back there; he's moving around, he's making throws on the run. Um, man, I I would hate to be a Dolphins fan knowing you took Tua over that guy, because that is like Justin Herbert is like going to be one of the faces of the NFL for the next decade plus. I think I've seen enough to know as long as he stays healthy. I mean, that guy is just, he's so talented and he's got such a good arm. He's he's really smart. He understands, you know, coverages and he's making all these big plays and big moments too. And that's in, in his second year for a guy that, you know, we know how he came into the league and how his you know first game went and what, you know, caused him to start playing. And he just, hasn't looked back. And that's, that's really impressive to me. The chargers have a very bright future. Um, They got a great young coach and a great young quarterback. And when you have those two together and, you know, obviously he's playing on his rookie deal. So you still have like cap room, like the chargers are a team that I think in the next, you know, three seasons have the opportunity, I think to maybe make a run in the AFC, like all the way. Cause they, they they'll have the cap space. They'll have some of the talent. And they've got the quarterback. Yeah. They,
0: uh, they're they're looking good. Uh the Chargers are in a good spot. So so you got the Chargers in that one. I got the Raiders um not winning just covering. I think it's going to be a really good game. Um so that's what we're looking at there. Rams Cardinals. So Rams are 3 and 0, Cardinals are 3 and 0. This is the battle for an early lead on top of the NFC West. The Rams have won 9 of the last 10 against the Cardinals and they've won 8 in a row. Uh you think the Cardinals have a shot to end that streak right now with the way the Rams are playing? No, no, they don't. The Rams are the best team in the NFL, and I don't even think it's
1: close. Like yeah. the Rams are just like, wh- wh- find the thing the Rams do that they don't, that isn't like well, like it, it's, everything's good. They're, co- they, they're so well coached. They're very like forward thinking with, you know, their game planning and stuff. They finish games. You know, Sean McVay is now, is it, is it 40 and O when they're leading at halftime? I think that's the number. Yeah. Yeah, when the Rams are when the Rams are leading at half forty and 0. so if you're down at half, you're not winning the game, um, which is a testament to how well his teams finish. Um, they're so talented defensively, obviously. They've got players all over the place. They've got the best corner in the league. They've got the best defensive lineman in the league. That's as we know, and that's such a strong, you know, pairing. And then with Matthew Stafford, I mean, the offense is just taken on a whole nother level. You know, the Rams were a super good team with Jared Goff as a quarterback. And that that's, that's so impressive because when I mean, we know Jared Goff and his limitations, and that's why I said, you know, people I think really underestimated what this Matthew Stafford acquisition was going to do to the Rams, because when you put a guy in there with his, you know, just his talent and his arm talent, and his ability to get to push the ball down the field and like the truly explosive offense, the Rams never really had like that type of explosive offense, the downfield passing game. They've got it now. I mean, he, He's pushing the ball down the field to guys like Deshaun Jackson and Van Jefferson and Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. He's got all these guys you can throw the ball to. I mean, him and Cooper Cup right now—that uh, is that is a lethal, lethal combination. Um, I mean, they they just have such a chemistry already. And he, Cooper Cup was already hard enough to defend. And I think the most impressive thing with the Rams to me when I watch their offense is they it's schemed so well. Like, so like Cooper cup is not an athletic specimen. He, he's not like a freak, like, like a DK Metcalf or a, or Julio Jones or some of these guys that, you know, that have been like, they're so big and so fast and so physical, but Cooper cup is, I mean, he's a really good route runner. Of course, he's got really strong hands. He's a very good receiver, but he's schemed open. Like their scheme is so like advanced and they've got all these different things that they do with their routes and he's just open. Like they have guys running free constantly and he's like, and McVeigh is so smart with his, just the way he schemes, the way he game plans and then the way they finish games. And then obviously with how fast and physical their defense is and just how hard they make it on you. Um, The Rams right now to me are a team that they're they're just really hard to beat. I, I don't, I think they are. I think they're the best team in the NFL, like right now. Like I said, I don't even know if it's that close. I think the Rams win this game by 14 points, and and that's just the way it is. I mean, you know, the, and then we the Seahawks. My Seahawks are playing them on Thursday night. I don't like having to play that team on a short week. Just how physical they are, and all the things they throw at you schematically. And then, like I said, I mean, 40 and 0 with a lead at halftime. I mean, that is that's amazing. That is a team that finishes games that knows how to win and i I mean they're good, they're really
0: good, and so i'm pretty uh pretty confident in this one this is I mean they're favored by five. I think that's an easy cover yeah i like the I like the Rams a lot in this one, and I think the Cardinals they just don't match up well honestly um Aaron Donald on Kyler Murray i mean i don't, you can't stop Aaron Donald. he's going to get to Kyler Murray, and he's quite literally like double that dude's size, so I mean that's scary just to think about um and then you know i i I think Hopkins and Ramsey is a great matchup. Um, I think the Rams secondary matches up well. I think they they have the tools to defend Arizona, and Arizona doesn't have the tools to defend them. I mean, and that sounds really simple, and it probably is oversimplified, but I just don't think that the Cardinals have much of a shot here. It is a divisional game, and the Cardinals are playing well right now. Um, so I, I think it could have the chance to be close for a while, but I could totally see this being a game where the Rams are up, you know, whatever 20 to 14 or, you know, 17, 14 at half. And then they close it out and win it pretty handily. Um, and McVay moves himself to 41 and zero when leading at half. But yeah, I think, I think the Rams are going to four and Cardinals are sitting at three and one. Uh, and you know, I think the, the Rams are going to be feeling good going into a short week against Seattle. Yeah, uh, I, I totally agree. I mean, they're just, they're a really good football team. I they,
1: They just, they don't have weaknesses and that's really, you know, hard to find a team like that in this day and age. And they just got better. I mean, they were a team last year that made the divisional round. They were, you know, obviously they're a good team last year and they've been good and they just got, they got better. They got a quarterback that, you know, I've always been a big Stafford guy and I think he's starting to show, you know, in this, in this system with McVay and just, you know, his talent and the guys he has around him, he's got a good offensive line. Um, I mean they just they just don't have weaknesses it's it's a really hard team to try to beat right now because you know when they're when you're top five on offensive defense like I think the Rams are and the numbers are bearing that out like it, it that's why like they're gonna be so hard to beat and I think it's gonna take a really special like game and maybe them being off their game a little bit to beat them um then again you know we'll see I mean they. The, the only thing is, you know, Matthew Stafford, you know, he's never just kind of looking forward because I think the Rams are easily going to win this division. And I know how good the NFC West is. I just think they're better than all the other teams. And it's, it's, they're just a step above, I think really anybody in the NFL right now, um, we'll see how they do when they get to January, because, you know, Matthew Stafford's never won a playoff game. So that'll be kind of a new thing. So that that's where they might, that's where things could maybe change for a little bit for him, But I mean, they're they're going to be. I think they're going to be four and zero at the end of this week. I I wouldn't be surprised if the Rams go fourteen and three or fifteen and two and are the one seed yeah. in the NFC. I, I just think they're that good and they they're playing so well right now. And it's it's a good football team. It's a really 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 good football team.
0: Yep, I'm definitely excited for that matchup on Sunday. Uh, but we both got the Rams winning and covering. Last game of the day. This is the most shocking spread that I've seen. Uh, Ravens and Broncos, Denver minus one. That's the favorite. I mean, come on, Denver. Denver should not be the favorite in this game. I'll tell you what, I the Ravens are going to keep this close because they've kept every game close. And I don't think they're playing their best football right now. And obviously, they've got injuries and stuff like that. Um, and Denver's got a good defense. Uh, but I just don't see... I just, I to me, and maybe I'm just being too skeptical on some of these new three and teams. I'm not embracing the teams that are getting better now. Um, but Denver feels exactly to me like that 2016 team or 2015 or oh, tried 2018. Like all those teams started two or three and and they never amounted to anything. Like, is do you agree with me on that, or is there a reason that this Denver team is different than all those other ones that have started off hot? I actually no. I think you're wrong. I, I actually think Denver's good. Really? Like I, I, like Denver. I think Denver's gonna win
1: this game too. What? Yeah, I do. I, oh, I actually did. Gosh. Well, I. So I. They're gonna. They're gonna win this game because Denver. Because Denver's defense is like really, really good. Like so. One of the things that you know they they've been able to get after the quarterback. They have guys that can get after the quarterback. They're they they've had a good front four. It hasn't. That's never been a huge problem for them. Now one of the things they really were I think struggling with is. Is corner, right? They didn't have the guys to so them. They drafted Sertan. They got um, I'm blanking on his name. Who was the other Kyle guy they got? Fuller. Thank you. Yeah. Kyle Fuller. So they, they've kind of solved that corner problem. You know, they, they've got good safeties, like their de- defense is really, really good. And then offensively, you know, it's certainly not like, it's not a juggernaut offense, but them starting Teddy Bridgewater was so smart because the Broncos have now have now set have a team that's set up where they could play off their defense. Their defense is good enough to kind of be the strength and the you know the team that keeps them in games. And Teddy, there's there's a couple things that Teddy does really really well. And the, like one of them is you know he's just as he's smart. He makes good throws. He doesn't put you into it and he just doesn't turn the ball over. Like he's not, he's not a guy that turns the ball over very much. And Denver has an underrated group of weapons. Um, I think Noah Fant, Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton. I mean, that's, those are guys you can get the ball to. And Jerry Judy will be coming back off his ankle injury. So he's got guys he can get the ball to their offensive line's been playing pretty well. Like, I don't know, man. I think Denver, like Denver, when they get, you know, there's going to be games they lose because they just don't have the offensive like firepower But this game, I think, is going to be really hard for Baltimore. I think Lamar struggles in this game. This is going to be one of those Lamar struggling type games where he turns it over a couple times. I think he's a fumble in this game because of the way they can get after the quarterback. Um, I love the Broncos. Uh, You know, I think... They're going to, I don't think people are believing in that. I understand some of the hesitancy on the, uh, on the Raiders just because there's some things there that I don't like, but the Broncos have a great defense and they have offensive playmakers that are enough and a quarterback that keeps them out of trouble, which I think is really important. So I like the Broncos to win this game. Something like, I think it's low scoring. I think the Broncos win maybe 20 to 16. I think they really do a nice job on Baltimore's offense um, that Denver's so fast and physical on defense will do a nice job with Lamar in the run game. I think it's, I think you just need to, you know, adapt a little bit. I think you're, you're too, you know, set in the fact that these three and O teams just aren't good because of the way they are. <laughs> they are in the past. I think Denver's, I think Denver's good. I think Denver's going to the playoffs. I think
0: the Raiders, the Raiders might not, but I think Denver's going to the playoffs. Oh my God. I, okay. Maybe, you know, dude, I I'm excited to see this season play out now because one of us is going to be dead wrong. Um, but man, I just, dude, I can't put my faith in Denver yet. I mean, they they have a great roster. It's just that they got Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback, and all he does well is keep teams out of trouble. You know, like he, I don't know, I just don't see a whole lot of upside there. But, but when you have a great roster, like
1: I'm not saying that Denver is going to go win the Super Bowl. Like they're, they're they can't because when because you need to have unless you're like unless you have a defense. That's like the Broncos defense when they won the Super Bowl or like, you know, the 2013 Seahawks. Granted, we had Russell Wilson, who was good. But like, unless you have a defense like that, you do need like a really good quarterback to get you to that
0: point. But Denver's plenty good enough to win 11 games. Uh, not 11 games, but I see what you're saying. Like, I mean, the Bears made the they'll, they'll win 10 to 11 games. I really think they can get there. Wow. I don't know if I can go that far yet, but I guess, you know, I can see, you know, I mean, the Bears made the playoffs with Mitch Trubisky in 2018 and, you know, teams have done far better with far worse. Um, I think Rex Grossman won a Super Bowl. Uh, so, I mean, you know, it can be done. I just, I don't know. I'm not ready to put my faith in them yet. Um, but I think, you know, you're, you're spot on with the, with the score 20 to 16, somewhere in there, I think is the ballpark. Like I'm picking the Ravens by default because i I don't believe in the Broncos. The Ravens have not looked great so far, like I, even their win in Kansas City was pretty ugly. I mean you get a winning you get a win against Kansas City like that's awesome, but it started off pretty bad. Lamar turned it over a couple of times, and you know there was some sloppiness and then the the Detroit game last week I didn't get to watch much of that. I'm not sure how you keep it that close with the lions um but it took greatness from Justin Tucker for them to pull away with that one. So I do think this is going to be a really close game. Um, but I I just can't, I just can't bet for the Broncos. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to bet the Ravens all day in this one. And uh, you know, if the Broncos win that they, they'll prove something to me uh, and not that that matters to them at all. Uh, but, but I think, you know, if Denver's four, no, you know, and, and their defense is, is really legit. Like, yeah, I think they, I, I'm, more willing to buy into Denver than I am buying into Vegas or Carolina. So, um, yeah, but I'll, I'll take the Ravens in this one. Well, I mean, yeah,
1: that's fair. And the Ravens can absolutely go win this game. They haven't played, you know, their best football yet, but they've got Lamar Jackson and they have, you know, they've got him and just his dynamic playmaking ability. He's always kind of a, an X factor in these games. And I'm not, you know, I'm not like super, super confident in Denver, but I do really like them in this game. Um, That's kind of been one of my things I've been on all week. Uh, I was a little surprised that that Denver was favored in this game. I was kind of thinking maybe I would get Baltimore as a two or three point favorite. And then I would, I would pick Denver. Um, But I, I think, I mean, they're favored by one, so I think they'll cover it. Um, I will say one little thing though, you know, Justin Tucker just broke the record with a 66 yard field goal. I think he could re-break it if they give him the opportunity. He's in Denver. He's he might make, yeah, right. yeah, he yeah. might make it from seventy. You're uh, right. Yeah, he might make it seventy in Denver. So that's
0: that's I guess one thing we could kind um, of look at is here. How crazy the game Love. has evolved to that, dude! Like that, we have kickers yeah. get from past midfield. That's well, nuts. it's
1: crazy. I mean, I you know sometimes if you watch kickers in warmups, like they're like I've I've been to some Seahawks games and I've gotten there early enough where I, I'll watch kickers and I, I can't remember who I, I can't remember who I was watching. I think he had a 73 yarder in warmups, but it's a little easier for them to do that because they have like time to run up and just strike the ball as opposed to having the rush and the line and all these things to worry about. But I mean, these guys, have, these guys can really kick the you know crap out of the ball. Like it's pretty impressive stuff, but this game should be pretty interesting. I think low scoring is definitely kind of the feeling I'm getting from it though. An afternoon game in Denver, you know, the wind might be going a little bit. It might be a tough day to throw the football and that in theory, that might favor Baltimore just because of their run game. But I don't know. I, I just I believe in the Denver defense and I believe in Teddy to not to not make mistakes. I think what I'm banking on here is that Lamar is going to have a couple of plays that he makes a mistake, throws a pick, sack, fumble, something like that. Lamar's been a little too careless of the ball for my liking this year. He's, had a, he's made some really dynamic plays. That's who he is. Um, but he's he's had too many games where there's like a patch of highlights and then a patch of lowlights. You know what I'm talking about? Like he's got to be a little bit smarter with the football. And I think this is a defense where if you're not like smart with the football, they're they're gonna make you pay. So I think he I think he has a couple of turnovers and I think that might be the difference.
0: Yeah, no, I mean I, I could see that too. Um I and mean, he's probably gonna make his mistakes, but you know, while we're talking about things that could go wrong, let's keep in mind Denver is three and oh because they played the Giants, the Jets, and the Jags. I mean, that's the three worst teams in the NFL. So I'm not ready to give Denver credit yet. Um I think this is the same old, same old. They are short handed at quarterback. You know, their their defense is good. I don't think it's I don't think it's great. Like I don't think it's like greatness. I think it's, you know, approaching top ten is where they'll shake out. But, you know, I guess we'll see what they got here. This is their first real challenge. So um we'll see if your Denver Broncos are legit. No, that's, you're, you're just a hater. They're a top five defense and
1: they're going oh, to yeah. be five and, o, and they're going to be, and they're going to be five and O because they're going to beat Baltimore and then they're going to go beat Pittsburgh. So then you're going to have to figure out what you really think. And then they play Vegas in week six. And what if those teams are both five and O when they meet, Absolutely. you're going to, you're going to have to eat your
0: words. You're going to have to eat I, your <laughs> words. I will have to eat my words. And guess what? You know, Dallas plays both Denver and Vegas this year. Uh, And I don't think Dallas is the best team in the league or anything, but I'm, I'm Dallas will beat Denver because it's in Dallas. I'm real confident that Dallas has beaten Denver and Vegas, Denver in, in October and Vegas on Thanksgiving day. We're taking them both down. Well, that'll be a good Thanksgiving game. Yeah. yeah Yeah. lots to look forward to that was a fun show today Uh, a lot of good talks that's gonna wrap it up uh that was our week four preview our week three review and uh you know we'll see how these games play out me and alex suddenly have some bets on the line um but yeah that's all we have for you guys today thank you for tuning in and we'll be back with you every friday here on the frank take